an agency guy. like Project Checkpoint Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Project Checkpoint podcast presented by the Performance and Project Implementation Monitoring Unit of Ondo State Government. I'm Amarachi Blessing Ojima, your host, and joining me as a co-host is Mr. Omotala Ario. Kindly introduce yourself. Yes, I'm Omotala Ario. I'm cluster lead for financial services and procurement at PIMU, as well as special advisor to the DJ. So today we have a very special guest in the studio, Dr. Wumi Ilawole, the special advisor to the Ondo State Government for Education. Welcome, Ma. We are pleased to have you here today. Thank you. As you all know, the federal government allocated funds nationwide to alleviate poverty and help citizens overcome economic hardships. In line with this, the Ondo State Government launched the Ondo State Palliative Intervention Project, and today we would be focusing on palliatives provided for students in Ondo State Government. So let's, um, let's delve into the questions. Ma, please, can you provide an overview of the palliative intervention program in Ondo State's educational um, sector, specifically focusing on providing transportation support to students? Yeah, thank you. Um, as we are aware, even before uh, the palliative program itself, the government was running a school shuttle system, which um, did not went into extinction, but was abandoned. And when many of the buses were destroyed during the NSADS uh, program. And, um, you know, we had to stop that program for some time. So we, we looked at one way of supporting parents and students during this um, hardship period uh, would be to revive the um, school shuttle bus system. And so... Um, prior to the NSAS, we had about 90 buses or so. Um, four were burnt down, precisely the ones for Okutipokwa local government. And so we were left with like 86 buses. And, and so we, the government of Ondo State decided under the palliative program, desi- decided to um, renovate um, these buses and put them back in use. Um, one good thing also was is that before this palliative, um, only few local governments were enjoying the school shuttle bus system. Um, but now we try to respread the buses to ensure that at least every local government in the states um, has the school shuttle um, bus system. But apart from that, we also have introduced something known as the boat shuttle which are for students in the River Rhine area. This is something that is novel. Um, yeah. wasn't something that was because, I mean, there are, we have two local governments that it's predominantly on, 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 on water. Uh, and so we've introduced the boat shuttle system as well. Um, we have about the government already had about 10 boats, <coughs> but we'll probably will be able to deploy eight out of those um, 10 after refurbishment and all that and, and so that will also start and there's also the plan to also acquire additional buses 
especially this may be CNG or electric, as the case may be, once we have the architecture to support um, the recharging of them, um, would add more buses to the school shuttle system. So this, in a way, would hate parents because currently um, we understand parents are spending averagely about 800 naira to 1,000 naira to get each child to school. So um, that would be um, additional 700 to 800 to 1,000 naira for bonus <laughs> for the parents. Uh, so these, these are the plans that we have for now. Thank you. Um, this is actually very beautiful. But I think I would like you to talk about um, the plans you have in place to protect this, um, the destruction of these vehicles. Because from, your, from the scenarios you, get, you gave the last time, you said when you, um, before this time, you provided shuttle buses for students and they were destroyed due to NSAS. So I would like to know what you're doing in order to manage the situation, to avoid what happened in the past from repeating itself again. Well, NSAS is a one-off um, kind of um, event. It's not as if um, it was something that happened in the normal course of the business of the uh, bus shuttle system. It, 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 it isn't. Uh, and so, uh, but we have ensured that each of the bus carried a security personnel um, to protect the students and apart from that to also protect the driver and, 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 the, and the driver assistant so to speak. Um, so it's, it's the NSAS thing. It, it was not in the course of the normal running of the, of the business. I mean, NSAS, we all know how it happened. And so the buses were parked right in the premises of the local government secretariat. And that was where it was vandalized and, and, and burnt. Uh, but we, we have you know, put extra measure by having a security operative in place. We are also going to get extra securities to protect the vehicles at their various uh, terminal um, where they, they move from. Uh, and, and so um, that we think would ensure that government's property are being protected. So I don't, I don't think any answers, nobody prays for another NSAS incident yeah, to happen. So uh, I think we're, we're just as good. We're good to go. I believe Mr. Tola has a question for you. Yes, I do. Thank you very much, um, Special Advisor. So we've had discussions with youth, um, the Commissioner for Youth. We've had discussions with the Senior Special Assistant on Agric. And of course, you know, there are many linkages, as you've obviously mentioned, with respect to transport. Now, you know, the palliatives, we can't look at each um, particular input as self-contained. You know, so and of course, education is a sector that essentially taps into every other sector when it comes to youth, agriculture, maybe technical education and the like. But are there any other linkages that you see with maybe other MDAs in the states that could actually help the education um, palliatives essentially serve as intended? Um, we've we've had some proposals from student bodies asking for <laughs> palliatives specifically for them in form of having their own food packages as well. And um, some have also asked for reduction in fees and all of that. Um, palliative is meant to be a short-term kind of measure. And, and so in terms of school fees reduction in Undo State, I would advise that we take that route simply because it would be very difficult for us to, to bring back 
the fees. And if we want to look at education holistically, um, education needs heavy funding. And part of the problem that we've experienced, not just in Ondo states and even all across the country, is lecturers going on strike simply because, one, they want um, education to be better funded. They want more facilities for the universities. They also want improved um, conditions of service and all of that. And the government, looking at all of these issues, uh, realized that government itself cannot fund education alone and government is looking at a way and this is going to be the long-term solution because whatever we think or do now mm -hmm. as a, a relief will be something temporary it's not going to be permanent and it, the problems will not go away sure. and so it's better for us to accept um what is what is happening and then looking going forward to look for a way and a means how one, our ed we can improve on the standards of our educations where our lecturers will be well paid comparatively with other lecturers in other climes from other countries mm. um, so that we can even attract uh, the best brains. Uh, and, and so personally, in my own opinion, it is, it is not advisable to, to go the route of reduction of fees. Yes, some state government has taken that decision. Mm -hmm. But we have to look at so many things. Um, government resources are still very limited and the needs and wants of the citizens are still uh, unlimited. I mean, mm -hmm. so we cannot possibly attend to every need. Um, while on, on the food, we're still looking at ways because the food is still coming in. The distributions will still run through December. And so we can still accommodate in terms of primary and even secondary education, uh, the ministry has approached the palliative committee and made some suggestions. Um, we're going to start looking at those suggestions also that will give some reliefs to parents if it's possible. And um, we've looked at, we're, we're going to get packaged food, which is quite different from the rice. So the committee will also look at areas where if it's possible to have this packaged food you know, sent to the campuses. But already we believe each <coughs> student belongs to an household <laughs> mm. in the state. And so if their household is benefiting, then they are also benefiting. And yeah. there probably will be no reason why we should have a separate palliative for them. But it is not a closed case. It's not a closed issue. Mm. We're, we're still looking at different ways and the modalities to carry out this in the most efficient uh, manner. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure um, it's an ongoing thing. The, the, fortunately, the Commissioner for Youth is part of the Committee yeah. on Palliative and also we have the DG Pimo, who is a youth himself yeah. <laughs> and has the interest of the youths at heart and is really fighting hard for them. Mm -hmm. So once we're able to work on the modalities, you know, in distribution, I'm sure the Committee would uh, take a decision and will take action accordingly yes and also just following on from that and i'm glad you've mentioned um pimo in that conversation so of course as the state's delivery unit our mandate is to ensure that projects are well monitored they are key performance standards or indicators you know and we have milestones and deliverables is there any way you think um pimo could assist 
with any initiative, for example, that your office is currently undertaking? Or is there any other thing within, especially within the committee, that you think, okay, PIMU would be a key ally in this area or that area when it comes to ensuring that, you know, the impact is assessed and the results are monitored and the activities themselves are monitored? Any role you think PIMU can play? Yes. Um, we, you, we, we, there's still much to be done. Um, we're still, because of the widespread... Um, disapproval or let me say criticism that trailed the social system which was the, the register that was in place previously mm. and this is not just coming from Mondo State it looks like well, when the governors had their meeting almost all the governors from the Federation condemned that register as not being representative of you know the vulnerable people yes. in the society yes we can PIMO yes can start a process um, by which um, they can start gathering data, mm. data that has the imputes of the representatives of the people. Because part of the um, cons of the last register was, take for instance, you come to my local government and you're saying um, certain people are benefiting from you know, social payment, and I don't even know them. Mm. You cannot, you cannot <coughs> pinpoint them. You cannot even defend your government to say, yes, there are, oh, they were taking care of the poor among us and be able to pinpoint that, oh, in my community or in my local government, at least I can identify 1,000 persons or 500 persons yeah. that are benefited. I, I mean, it's, it's so appalling. So in conjunction with the representatives of the people, and I'm not, I'm not saying that this should be party-based, but that there should be a way that the either questionnaires or things will be designed and also we will have, have access and they will know, yes, nobody can deny, you know, so that can be done, that's one. Um, PIMO, the DG PIMO has also talked about uh, volunteers that can monitor. Mm. Yeah, we can still monitor. I mean, we're going to bring the list of those that have benefited from each of the palliative uh, package and programs that we have. Um, you, you can put that on your system and randomly um, just call Mm. any number or name there to verify yeah. so and that would be some kind of uh, monitoring for you you can also from that monitoring be able to evaluate how many percentage of the uh, citizens were able to enjoy some mm. of this and maybe plot graphs and all of that and you can also use this as a platform for other programs in the state so there are there are major ways yeah. um we're just starting this now, so it's not something that is closed, it's continuous, uh, but it will be a veritable platform to start um, having our own yeah. homegrown, not the one done by World Bank for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it will be our own homegrown that yeah. we can own um, to have our own uh, register, social register, so to speak. Thank you very much. Very insightful. All right, Ma, let's come back to the palliative intervention project. Um, talking about executing the project in an efficient manner, could you share details about the scope of the program, this ongoing project, the number of students, educational institutions <coughs> that will benefit from the, the transportation support being given by the government? Um, to give um, a figure like that might be very difficult, but I can assure you that almost 80% of students will benefit, except those that their parents choose to take their kids to school. I mean, and I'm talking about public schools now. 
I mean, private schools, the parents may decide they want to take their children um, with their own private vehicle and all of that. But for those in public, public schools, 80% will benefit. Okay, that's great. At least 80% will benefit. Um, and you will find out we, we've not actually begun that um, system because this free shuttle will just run through December. Okay. In January, we're going to have, um, we're planning to have a card, just like a smart card. You have the card, you can place your card on it. So this will be able to run data yeah. that you can use if you needed to use that kind of data uh, for one, any of your programs and projects. So, um, but for now that is free, um, you, can, you can count. We have in Akure, Ilu, maybe about 20 buses. Mm. And the buses will take maybe about 1,900 at a go. So you can multiply that to know the number of uh, students that probably will be on the bus at a time. And mm. I've seen one of the videos this morning. Um, it's quite um, a successful program. And the bus is quite filled up as well. Okay. Oh, that's great. Um, I don't know if you have like challenges or, or obstacles regarding this and um, the implementation of this project, the transportation. Um, I haven't checked this morning because I have quite a number of programs lined up. I was just coming from OSRC when you were calling me. So maybe in the evening we'll, we'll go and check because I'm a member of the subcommittee okay. of the transport as well. Mm. So and then also as a committee, we will review our first day. Um, coming back with a bus shuttle. So we would allow today to go and maybe tomorrow mm. and then we'll review how the first and second day have, have gone and then sit down to also look at challenges and see how we can address them. Okay. Yes, just bearing in mind that you, I, we know you have a tight schedule and you've already been delayed. So um, uh, this is my final question and it's a big picture question and I like that my co-host has discussed some of the details in terms of impact and you know number of people benefiting and the like yeah. so big picture question the only other thing that we've had as a state i would say on this level is probably the intervention programs for covid 19. you know at the moment of course this is a response to the fuel subsidy removal and the hardship caused by that mm. and of course when it when it was the interve intervention program not necessarily on the state level but on the federal level um, and nationally, there were a lot of complaints um, as to how things were wrong and things were misappropriated and mm -hmm. the like, mm -hmm. you know. So from your perspective and from the education sector's perspective and your role on the on the committee, mm -hmm. what do you think will be different? In, uh, in terms of palliative? Yes, in terms of the palliatives as it relates to nationally, the education sector. To the education, the education sector. sector. Yes. <laughs> You're taking the... <laughs> the palliative is just to... Um, give some succor, mm -hmm. like I said, and it's, it's going to be short term. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at the big picture in the long run and nationally, mm -hmm. we should be looking at how the government would put in programs in place that would ensure that the, the education sectors are well funded and that no, no students mm -hmm. would drop out of school because that's the one that's very important. And I, I think for me... It's not part of palliative, but it's a good step. It's, it's a right step in the right direction for the government to set up the student's loan thing, mm. which we know has been very successful all over the world um, in, in the Western countries. Most, most tertiary education are not free. Yes. And, and so by paying appropriately, by f charging appropriate fees and students paying appropriately, 
would ensure that the standards are maintained because you will be able to ask your lecturer to be in class. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've paid, so yes. your lecturer should be in class. I can tell you, a lot of lecturers, um, they, they might just come to class two times in a semester. Mm -hmm. they, they cramp all their lectures in probably two, three days and expect the student to come out better. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's, it's the right thing, the right decision, the right policy mm. at this time. And so let's not deceive ourselves by talking about reduction in fees as a form of palliative mm. because it will hurt the education system. Yes. I mean, let's start looking at things holistically and beyond the short term. Let's, let's start looking at long term and start planning towards that. And I think the president has taken a right decision at this time to say, look, Government can't handle this any longer. We've had our own challenges in Ondo State also. And we knew how we started building the fees gradually to get to a position. And I can tell you now, uh, our universities will soon be self-sustaining. They will mm. be able to at least take care of themselves without saying they're going on strikes and all of that. And that is what we should be looking at. There is no point having students in school and a four-year course we end up uh, becoming seven years or eight years yeah. because lecturers are always on strike. So I don't think we should be looking at palliative in that direction of um, fees reduction or things like that. We should look at how we can further improve the standards of our education and then our educational institutions to be self-sustaining in the long run. Yes. Thank you very much. All right, thank you so much, Ma. I think I have, um, we want like your, your passing message for our audience. Um, just to let you know that the, gov the government of Ondo State, under our uh, able leadership, for the people, and he has given the palliative committee a free hand to come up with strategies and, you know, implementation structures that would ensure that the palliatives get down to the necessary people, which are the vulnerable, the aged, the unemployed youths, and, and so on and so forth. And so people should just be patient. It will get to them. And if there are issues, there are lines which they can call to report um, issues. And I'm sure their issues will be attended to. Thank you so much, Ma. So we've come to the end of this section. We want to acknowledge the commendable efforts of the Ondo State Government and Transportation Intervention Project. It is evident from the conversation we've had with the SA Education that the state is dedicated to provide um, a better life for the people of Ondo State. So through their support to civil servants and students, the government has shown great understanding to the plight of the citizens. So I want to say thank you, Ma, for coming to our studio today, mm -hmm. and we hope to have you here some other time. Mm -hmm. And to our listeners, thank you so much for always listening, and do not forget to subscribe to our podcast channels on Spotify and Apple, and follow us on all our social platforms, Pimo ODSG. Thank you so much, and we hope to have you some other time. Project Checkpoint. <laughs>